When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Oh, we're full of the holiday spirit. <laughs> oh, we sure are. As soon as we got on here without missing a beat before we started recording, we're like, Christmas is stressful now. Christmas, Christmas has lost its magic. Guys, <sighs> I hope there's no kids listening because <sighs> some hard truths might come out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't want to blow, burst your bubble, but things are hard as you get older. <laughs> It just, just, you do start to wonder, oh my God, I'm actually stuck. I'm stuck. <laughs> okay, what's happening? Claire, what's going on over there? chest. All we're seeing is her chest. <laughs> okay, here we go. Well, I was sitting on my couch in front of my coffee table. And then suddenly, like, as soon as we started recording, I wanted to sit on the ground. But I tried to, like, slink on down to the ground. But my feet got caught underneath my couch. And my ankle, the one that's been hurt, was, like, couldn't twist. The way I needed it to, so I was just kind of stuck for a second. So apologies. I wish that now is when you do the irreparable damage to your ankle. You're <laughs> like, well, yeah, I hurt it in a fall, and then I did run a half marathon on it, but it was pretty good after that. But it was hurt in a coffee table incident. It's when you least suspect it. Yeah. It isn't yes. those. It's like you know, wrecks happen like when you're like the last five minutes home on your drive. Uh, it's just yeah, those. Always. It's when you're comfortable. It's when you think you know what you're doing, and things just take a just a wild turn. Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, anyway, Jacqueline has a jumbo glass of red wine and I'm incredibly jealous. Oh, it looks, it does look good. Olivia Pope style glasses and to pour myself a glass because I had about a glass and a half left in this bottle. And I thought I had a little less than that. So I just like went to go pour and there was just a, there was like a baby amounts left in there. And I'm like, well, I guess I'll just have really have all the rest so uh yeah it just is like a giant glass <laughs> hey let's just say you go to a restaurant and they're like six ounce or nine ounce you're just you chose the nine ounce and it's fine yeah it's- i also <laughs> resent that six ounce to nine ounce pour because i don't know what either of those things mean <laughs> yeah i'm like so regular i don't know <laughs> i really don't either i i feel like sometimes i'm like a regular wine glass like I can kind of tell but even then I feel like unless they actually measure it out there's probably always just a little bit more than there should be Mm. I have no idea when when I waited tables you poured red wine you left three fingers space from the rim to the top of the wine and on white you left two fingers I don't know I have no idea and we probably weren't using appropriate glasses but 
you know what? I worked in a lunch and breakfast spot. And so people coming in there ordering glasses of wine were already leaving it up to God I mean, anyway. So were, yeah, it's were, like, we're not a fine dining establishment. It's 8 a.m. And someone's like, I'd love a good Pinot right now. <laughs> oh, Cabernet. I would love rice cab. It's like, oh. I know truly in the morning, I'd be like, oh God, killing. I yeah. never order red wine out. And recently I did it. And I truly think because it's cold is about the only time I want it. And I ran, I was like, what am I doing? Oh, like, it's my favorite. wine out, I usually order white wine. Yeah. I don't know why, but I ordered red the other day and it was delightful. Well, and I love was, that. It was a lunch. <laughs> <laughs> it was and it was a lunch wine yes it was a lunch wine well uh, it was like I had just done this like I well I had done, been one of the bell ringers for the Salvation Army and it was like a group of us that went to lunch afterwards and it was at the mall here in Lexington so it was it we went to lunch at P.F. Chang's and I was like you know what and we were all in the holiday spirit so everyone was having a beverage and I was like you know what and I guess it was technically like 2 p.m. so it was later for lunch <laughs> <laughs> Was it 8 a.m., Haley? It was 8 a.m. at a brunch spot. It was at First Watch. First Watch. Do you guys have wine? I do have wine. I need wine. It's fun. Yeah, so we're five days out from Christmas today. And I think, I just don't think I've done anything to be in the Christmas spirit. I feel like I've, I mean, I've gone to a couple Christmas-y type things. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like I haven't been like filled with the spirit this year. Yeah. And not like I've, I haven't been in like a pissy mood. That's not it. It's just kind of like, I don't know. It's, it just feels kind of like a total, like anticlimactic bummer. And I'm yeah, just rushing around to get stuff done. And I'm like, for what? Like, and mm-hmm. then to sit around at my parents' house on, on Christmas day and look at each other like we've been doing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, truly. Like, I feel like I, I, I agree with you hundred percent. I kept feeling like, all right, soon I'll be, and maybe it's because as an adult, we, our lives really don't change at all during the month. We're all still working. Yes. We go to Christmas parties and things like that, or Christmas get togethers and do a little shopping. But other than that, it's like the day to day never changes. So it's kind of like, yeah, it doesn't feel like the Christmas season. And now all of a sudden it's here and I'm like, oh, and then it's going to be over and then I'll be sad. Yes. No, I think that's honestly what I'm anticipating. Seasonal depression kicks in is after Christmas because there's literally nothing to look forward to. Yeah. Some of us do have birthdays in February. So honestly, I resent that. Okay, guys, please don't fight. Anyone up for red wine? (laughs) I only drink in the AM hours. Um, Only drink it or noon. But no, I think that's what it is too. Is like, okay, this is it. Like this is going to be the time. And the time is going to pass. And then what? And I also am dealing with a little bit of like dread about New Year's Eve. I mean, I think New Year's Eve in general is like, everybody probably has odd feelings about it, but I'm like looking forward to maybe having a good time, (laughs) but I'm pretty sure I have to be at work on January 1st at 8 AM along with the rest of my office because it begins a new term and everybody has to get sworn in. And Mm -hmm. I think I'm in, I mean, most of my office has to be there. I think I'm included in that. And we have Wait, to take even a on picture. It's on Sunday. January for it's January 1st of the new year. Whoa. I know. And I'm just like, what's the point of living anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Which is so silly because comparatively yeah, to old news life, like where this was just like, yeah. Huh? 
I was, but I feel, yeah, I don't know. You just, you kind of missed out on it a few times. You know what I mean? So, yeah, and so I'm like, finally I'm free yeah. and here we are. Pull me back in on January 1st. Just giving me flashbacks of just go in wearing whatever glitter. Well, I imagine that's what people will do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know what it is. And I hate it because I do like, I like to feel holly jolly. I think there's just like the magic of like used to, this is my first Christmas since I graduated high school that I'm not coming home for Christmas. And so that and was always, whether it was, yeah. And whether that's stressful or, I mean, there's always emotions that go along with it. It yeah, was still like cool. an event and it like marked the like beginning of like, now we're coming home and we're doing Christmas and who knows who I might run into and, you know, mm-hmm. oh, take a look around the old town. And now it's like, wow, I live here. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. And like the people who used to come here, they don't come here anymore. And so like the people who also used to come visit that it's like their families have moved or they do holidays elsewhere. And then our family just isn't very big and we don't really do anything that cool. So Mm -hmm. maybe I'll fix it up this year and do something crazy and just shock everyone. Honestly, put on a performance. Um, What are some options you could do to just bring some jazz, some maybe do jazz. Uh, Jazz would be great. I'm immediately going to a topless scenario. Oh yes. yes. Immediate family. (laughs) Why not? You know, we are family after all. We are family. Come on guys. Everybody. You can't go topless in front of your loved ones. Who can you go topless? I I too am not going home this year. My family is coming here, which is so nice because I don't have to travel, but you're right. It's like, whenever you go home for Christmas is when, even if since we've all been adults, like you have your adult job and yeah, it kind of kills the Christmas vibe a little bit. Yeah. The second you go home is when you're like, all right, now I'm in the Christmas spirit. Now I'm now I'm baby. I'm home. (laughs) Yeah. Now I'm baby. Now I'm a back home baller. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah. So I've kind of been thinking that too. I'm like, is it going to feel like Christmas or uh, I don't even know. I'm like, I'll tell you what I am going to do though, is eat everything in sight. I'm going to eat ham and turkey and all the sides. And oh man, cookies, Christmas cookies are one of my favorite things. And they're just sugar cookies with icing on them. I don't even care what they look like. Uh-huh. Uglier than what they I'll, eat like. I'll eat a hundred of them. <laughs> Honestly, the best was when I would make, I would frost the cookies that are supposed to look cute and I would mess it up and then I would get to eat that one. Oh yes. Your mom's like, we cannot show those to the neighbors, honey. You're like, <laughs> not give those out. I'd be like, okay. Like, all right, I guess that one's mine. Yeah. Your mom, Jack was 25 purposely dropping the icing. Your mom's like, okay, I know what you're doing. <laughs> you're stupid. Yeah, like, I made all my like, little treats last night. And passed them all out at work today. And that was that. Oh, you're so cute. I just feel like I'm like, whatever, man. You know, it's like, what am I doing? What what am I doing? I was just busying myself with stuff. Slept through my alarm this morning because I was up too late packing these little boxes. Oh, that's sweet though. We're just trying, you know. I love that. Were you packing them last night to say to yourself as you did it? Like, why am I doing this? What am I doing? (laughs) I was like, I am enjoying this. I am enjoying it. But then I get very self-conscious when I give people things like little gifts like that, where I'm like, Ooh, they're probably gonna think this is crappy, but it's what I did. And it looked cute to me, but like, 
I mean, I'm not a, you know, anytime I'm putting myself out there, big or small, I'm like, Oh, you're going to hate it. You hate it. You hate it. You hate it. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. I feel like I I did not mean to come in with the bummer energy. No, it's okay. It's all right. What? No, I'm glad you said it because we're all feeling the same way. Christmas and like you said, traveling, but also just the holiday in general can bring about some mixed emotions. And as life changes, the older you get, the vibes of holidays and things changes. And I think we're all kind of in an influx. I don't know. Life's cray. It's different. Life is crazy. Life is crazy. The excitement about the Christmas for me has been like up and down. Like some days I'm like, oh my God, I want to watch a Christmas movie. And then like, I tried to watch one last night. Um, Just one kind of, I don't know. I just was watching Netflix and I didn't really know what I wanted to watch. And I tried to start two. And I just was like, I'm not in the mood for this. Yeah, you just couldn't do it. I I was like, I don't really care. I turned them off and I started watching this other show. Um. But yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I also feel like, and maybe this is how it feels every year. I don't really know, but it feels like this year for whatever reason, Christmas kind of just like, and the season in general just kind of snuck up on us. Mm-hmm. And it feels especially weird that Christmas and Christmas Eve are on a weekend because mm-hmm. I'm already looking forward to Saturday and Sunday. And then I'm like, oh wait, it's Christmas too. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah, it's always Christmas falls on like Wednesday, Thursday, or Thursday, Friday. So then you get those days, and then the weekend too. But yeah, now it's like, it's like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, the weekend placement always throws things off. And I remember, I remember like whatever, however many years ago it was, where we had Christmas on a Sunday before. I, I am now having like a recovered memory of like my family talking about, man, it kind of stinks when Christmas Day is on Sunday or on the weekend because it's like. I don't know. It just feels weird, but like, I know my office, so we're at work all this week. I think we'll probably get a half day on Friday and then we're off Monday, Tuesday, and then we work the rest of the week and then we're off Monday, Tuesday again after new year's day. So we get the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday off. So they still give us all the days, but it does still feel like, I don't know. I don't know. I, it's weird that we, I don't, it's just so weird how we orchestrate our lives around these holidays and yeah I know like as a kid Christmas was nothing but a joy-filled blur and now (laughs) like what is my mom was like (laughs) my mom was like we've got to find time to go look at Christmas lights and I was like no (laughs) (laughs) no No. it was like she couldn't have said something more stressful and we were laughing about it I was like I'm sorry I was like I don't know why I was like I see Christmas lights when I'm driving okay oh my oh, god that was funny yes um oh. that, that reminded me too I just saw this clip on Instagram today I have no idea if it was new if it's new or old but the the comedian Nick Kroll um Love him. he was on one of the oh, late night shows. Did you see this talking yeah, about like our unnecessary, like irritation we all have for our moms specifically. Yes. It'll be like, Hey honey, I um, clipped this uh, article on mid-century modern design. <gasps> Why would you do that mom? You know, mid-century modern design is one of my least favorite types of design. And then he'll be like, and then like a few minutes later, you get a call from your dad and it's like, Hey son, I really wanted to be there for that really important baseball game, but <laughs> you know what? I just I forgot. Oh, it's okay, Dad. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's true. It's so 
true. It is so true. Oh, it's so it's, 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 like your mom will be like, "That's a nice jacket." And you're like, "What about my other jackets, mom?" <laughs> yeah, it's like, and where does that come from? It's like she goes the most It's like, geez, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're doing so like the good. most mundane, thoughtful thing, and you lose your mind. And yeah, poor moms. Yeah. What is it? Oh man, poor know. moms. Sometimes I'll think that, and then I'm like, "Do I want to have children?" <laughs> They are really are every there can you know there there are wonderful moms out there, but I'm sure the most wonderful mom in the world, their kids are like, oh, mom, <gasps> yeah, no, I feel like every mom I know, like around my age, they're like very honest about like I I do I love my kids, I do love them, but sometimes I really don't like being around them and, or they're just like the worst and they've made my life miserable for like days at a time. And I appreciate that honesty because I, do too. I think it's very real. I mean, it's I mean, nice kids, to know that our moms never said that about us, you know, but, um, I was a dream and always, and still am. Yeah. I never got in trouble. was always disrespectful. Um, never cried when my mom made me vacuum my bedroom. Perfect children on this podcast. um okay well up how is everyone doing claire how was the half marathon i did it i'm victorious i completed the race yes and how's the ankle since so i actually went to the orthopedic surgeon yesterday okay to get it looked at so i'm not in my boot anymore um uh but my he Basically, it's like good news, bad news, good news, bad news, whatever. Like my ankle is really messed up. The ligaments are all either torn or uh, really stretched out, but it's not super. It sounds like that would be really painful and it's not super painful. My ankle is just really unstable. So like yesterday he was just like, just like literally dislocating my ankle by like pressing a little bit on either side. Which is uh, a shocking little thing to have. Yeah. To whoa. Um, but he said, if you could, if I could deal with the pain, which is very dull, very minimal and kind of like live with the reality of this, what he called an unreliable ankle. Um, and I can wear like this little like sleeve brace. I can put off surgery for as long as I want, but he said the only way it will ever get fixed is surgery. And he said, it's a surgery that I'd have to be off my foot from four to six months. Oh my God. Right. And That's so, I mean, that, I never really walked during the spring and summer. So no, never, honestly, any time of year, I, I never put my foot to use and it's my right foot. So it's my driving foot. And, and oh. he was like, Hey, I'm with you. I I'm not going to tell you, you have to get this done. Cause it's obviously a huge inconvenience. And if you are, that's why he was like, if you're fine with it, if you think you can manage the way it feels right now, put it off as long as possible, but it sounds like probably at some point I have to get that done. But, um, uh, he gave me a brochure and on the cover of the brochure, it was like, have you lost, have you, do you no longer trust your ankle? Or it's like, have you lost faith in your ankle or something? It was the funniest. (laughs) I have it in my car. I should have brought it in here. It was cracking me up. I was like, this is so (laughs) Serious. I feel like just interchange a few words and you've got a religious pamphlet. Have you lost faith in your generation? Yeah. I was like, what am I going to find in this pamphlet? Um, <laughs> the first page is just like the Romans road. <laughs> and you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's the footsteps poem with Jesus. Yes. And you're like, Um, oh, that would be perfect. Perfect. But I did, I did the race. I'm very proud of myself. I can't believe I did it. It was a lot harder than I thought it would be. And I thought it was going to be really hard. (laughs) Um, Yeah. What, when was it most hard? Um, like, was there a certain mile where you were like, okay. Yeah. Like mile eight was really when I was like, I'd rather actually kill someone or myself. Like it was like, I will take anybody down right now. I'm, it hurts. I still have a decent amount. Like we're over halfway, but still too far to like, to be like, okay, fair. Yeah. Yeah. And like my body was hurt that day. For some reason, my body felt really tight and heavy and my body hadn't felt that way at all running. And so as soon as I finished, I was like, of course, as soon as I finished, I felt fine. again. It's so crazy how that happens to you where Mm -hmm. you're like, yeah, I was like, truly a girl collapsed next to me during the race, which was very shocking to see. That would be, I know like it was, it was not, it was alarming. But as soon as I got done, I was like, I will never do that again. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. Like, so ends my running career. I am happy to have done it and everything. But now that I'm like two weeks out, I'm like, huh, well, I've learned a few things Okay. and I could be tempted to try it again. And so, you know, I haven't run since then, um, for many reasons. Um, but yeah, my ankle held up fine and my toes, you've never seen anything more foul in your entire life. My toes look so gnarly. Mm. It was shocking. Yeah. When you took your shoes off, you're just like, I have lost faith in my toes. I have lost faith in my toes. Yes. (laughs) I knew, I knew something was wrong with my, I I just knew like something didn't feel right. And so we got home and my mom was home with me and I was like, all right, mom, I'm taking my shoes off. And she didn't really believe me. And she was like, oh my God. I was like, I told you. I was like, there's something not right in here. <laughs> oh my God. Like one of my toenails just looked dead. Like, uh, oh. like a zombie, like a little E.T. zombie. That's what I thought it looked like. So. <laughs> and then immediately you're mad at your mom for saying something. Mom, I told you. I told you. So like, yeah. God, your feet are hideous. You're like, thank you, Papa. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I get it from you. Um, oh, so that's pretty much my biggest life update. And then I immediately got like sick afterwards. So <laughs> you've been sick. How are you feeling? I was sick last week and then Jacqueline, you were sick. I think last time we recorded, yeah. you were coming. Yeah. Sick. I was sick. All I three was... of us have been through it. Yeah. I was right before, um, Thanksgiving. I, and I was like, literally on, I was unwell for like a little over a week. And I oh. honestly, oh. Was, like even last, last week, even when I was working out, like I could tell I was still like, it was like hard to kind of catch my breath. And then this week, I I feel like a hundred percent, but like that was a doozy. So yeah, Yeah. that's, I think that's kind of sounds like what I'm going through. Cause it was this time last week, I started to feel this way and I just finished my antibiotic and my steroid. And I still sound like this and Mm -hmm. still like, I'm kind of like out of breath. And I don't know, it was just a upper respiratory sinus infection situation, but everybody's sick. I went and got, I was, I was really sick really fast. Like I was sick on like Sunday and then 
so this was last sent last yeah not this week but last week yeah i started i got sick on sunday and then monday i felt so terrible i went and got tested because i was convinced it was the flu and it was not the flu it was not covid and then by like the next day i was feeling so much better it was so weird and the doctor was like there's a million things going around she was like i mean it is what it is and i was like okay yeah yeah no well they they immediately tested me for flu and covid and I was, I wouldn't have been shocked if they told me I had either. I felt like crap. I didn't know. I was like, it, and also, I don't know if y'all seen this chart going around on, I think it was like made by the New York times or some, or Washington post, like some major and where it tells you like, is it flu COVID RSV or the cold? And it's like, they're all the same freaking symptoms. Yeah. (laughs) It's the most, it's the most unhelpful chart you've ever seen. And I was like, this is why we're, we're just all sick, you know? It's all going around. And yeah. I mean, I'm like, yeah. So Godspeed to you at home. If you're sick. Um, yes, I remember definitely. speaking of being sick. I remember one time when I was a kid projectile vomiting on Christmas morning. Oh yes. <laughs> Out of excitement. I laying on the couch and my parents opening my presents for me because I was so sick. Mm. So my siblings are down on the floor, like opening all their presents that Santa brought and all that stuff. And I remember I was laying on, I remember waking up and being so sick, like flu or something terrible and laying there, but being like, but I cannot miss Christmas. And I remember yeah. laying on the couch. Yeah. Like I was like, open them for me. It might be the last joy I have mother. <laughs> but yeah, that is a recovered memory I have. And then, oh God, it was horrible. Oh, being sick on one- actual, actual holidays, hell on earth. I remember one Easter of all things, my brother Chandler was really sick and he had just shaved his head and he had like pneumonia. And so he was up in his room all sickly with a shaved head and he's older than me. So I was like, I was probably like eight. I don't know. It scared me so bad. I was like scarred Uh from that. I was like, Chandler's really sick. And it was just like sad because it was on Easter and it seemed like a fun day. And then I thought maybe my brother was going to die. <laughs> I, I knew you were going to say that. I was like, no, I was going to say, telling people he died. And she's like, <laughs> my brother say, died. there's a place of death for sure. Yes. <laughs> I don't oh, really, Lord. if I was ever really sick on a holiday like that, nothing sticks out in my memory in this immediate moment. But there was one time in high school, I think I was like a sophomore and it was during the fall and one of my friends had um mono and didn't know Uh, fainted she was a cheerleader and fainted during a game got taken to the hospital yada yada figured it out and then um we ate lunch at the same table so they thought I had mono and then I got strep and a sinus and like a really bad sinus infection and like I couldn't even like walk up the stairs without like feeling like I was going to like pass out from just like exertion. It was no sick. I've ever been. I don't know if that was crazy, but I, yeah, I don't really, nothing about a holiday really ever doesn't really stick out, but good, yeah. good, good, good. Can't recommend it. Godspeed yeah. everyone. Take your vitamin C. Ugh. My, uh, or take your Esther C. My mom says it's the Esther best, C. best okay. vitamin C. She's read it somewhere. I've asked her multiple times where she got this information. She cannot back it up, but she knows it's true. She's like, Claire, why challenge me? Why? She's like, I don't know, but I believe it. I was like, okay. (laughs) All right. Perfect. (laughs) Sounds good. All right. Let's get into it. Who watched Harry and Meghan? I have watched the whole thing. 
You did good because I haven't watched anything except TikToks about it and I read articles. <laughs> I've been A, very busy, and B, for some reason, I could not bring myself to do it. So I've been reading tons of articles about it in which I probably could have watched a couple of episodes in the amount of time. And I've watched a ton of TikToks about it. But for some reason, I just, I couldn't do it. So thank God. Jacqueline, have you watched some of it? I haven't watched all of it. I am, um, I, I want to say I am I just finished the third episode. So I've watched a few. I've watched a few. Third episode ends right before the wedding. Yes. That's where I'm at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do not. I actually was thinking about this yesterday. I don't know when and how I watched all six episodes. Like I, well, there was two more that just came out. I, cause I was, when I was watching today, it said there, I I finally watched the first three episodes. There's a few more that came out. Yeah, there's six total. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Three came yeah, out. Yeah, released the first three and three more. Yeah. Um, But I think it was like the first night I didn't feel well. I was like, well, I'm just going to plow through these. And then I watched the next three. So I, I really like, I was stopping and thinking like, when did I watch these? But Because yeah, I six did. episodes sounds like a lot. But it's like, yeah, if you're sick and just laying down, they fly by. Yeah. All right. Initial thoughts or not even initial thoughts, full thoughts. React. My initial thoughts after the first three were, I, well, actually my biggest takeaway, uh, my two biggest takeaways, but top of the pyramid is to, so not what I should be taking away, but I could not help but think every time I watched it is Meghan Markle is flawlessly beautiful. Like oh the woman God. is like spectacular looking. Like I, it, I really, I've of course seen so many photos of her, but like really watching her throughout this, I was like, God, she is just gorgeous. Like beautiful, mm-hmm. a beautiful person. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know she that's did. not the point of the documentary, but I'm just saying I, I could not help it. Like every time I, so she's on screen, I was like, this woman is, I am taken with her. Yes. <laughs> I'm taken with Meghan Markle. She really oh. is so beautiful and just so unique looking. Like you just want to look at her face. Like I'm like, yes. oh. yeah, she looks, her- she looks great on camera. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. And she's so naturally pretty too. Yes. 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 Yeah. Um, so now that that's out of the way. Yeah. Um, so we agree. Megan's pretty. Um, we all agree. All right. I feel better that we agree about that. Okay, good. good. After the first three, I was quite annoyed by them. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I don't want to watch three more episodes. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I feel like I saw a little bit. I don't, there's just some. Uh, you know, there's just the things that irk you about them are going to irk you about them in those first three episodes. That's why I think I like other H and M. It's like, okay, can we show the nickname H? No one, like everyone is universally united on that. H is not a nickname. M is kind of okay. But like H is not even a good, like, H is so bizarre. Yes. H is so stupid. I'm just like, what? Yeah, Yeah. I watched a couple clips of that. And I'm like, what why why would you call him h like it's just dumb and what i thought was so weird is that it wasn't only megan calling him h it was like her friends and like some yeah they have everybody on board h and i was like okay that's weird yeah that's what is i'm gonna invest the time watch i don't like to hate watch stuff and i'm afraid that's what's gonna happen here because i am annoyed by some stuff with them. And I'm afraid that I'm going to be so annoyed the whole time. I'm just going to be going, oh, 
Okay. I so gotta, y'all keep talking. I, my boss called and I have to answer it. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> okay. Go for it. So I will say this, that is kind of how I went into this documentary, like this docu-series. I think I, yeah. I waited a while to talk about it or to watch it because I just was like, I don't want to like dislike them more than I already do and whatever. But I got to be honest, at least within the first three episodes, like they're, they are slightly annoying. Okay. Like they just are like a little annoying, but I think overall so far, um, there's a lot more shown, not even just about the two of them, but about like, um, like the Royal and like their life and like, just that, you know, the institution in UK and how that the institution relates to the media and then how the media in UK like handles the Royals interesting um yeah and honestly um and I don't know how much further they dive into it the rest of the series I'm sure they dive more into it but um the second episode focused a decent amount on Harry and Diana and like the effects of like the royal family and like her Diana's relationship with them and like basically what like what happened before her death and then what happened after and a lot of that kind of just gives a context to how to Harry's mindset even before he met Megan like he already kind of had these like um I guess he kind of had it seems like he already kind of had resentment towards like maybe not necessarily his family but just like the uh the monarchy and the institution as a whole and just how they treated the whole situation. He didn't like how, how like the media treated him. He didn't like how the paparazzi treated him. So I, I, it kind of makes sense that they totally left. Um, Mm. But maybe she wasn't kind of already to do, but it was just Mm. like, you hear like they interviewed different um, authors and like other people that are just involved in, I guess, the quote-unquote media in UK and it just kind of gives context to everything you know what I probably wouldn't because I love the royal family I've loved it so much but yeah there are obvious problems there and that would be really I'm glad that you said that because that actually really makes me want to watch it because I do this even if we don't like what they're saying we're annoyed by them or you agree or disagree with their opinions on different things it's like it is interesting to really hear Cause I've always loved Harry. So yeah, to hear more about how he came to feel this way and like learn about the institution and the media and how it works. Cause it is very interesting and unlike anything any of us are ever going to experience. So it yeah. is fascinating. Yeah. Like he talked about how, um, when he, when him and William were in high school and it was right after, um, princess Diana had died, their mm-hmm. dad had like asked the media, like, Hey, can you leave the boys alone? Like while they're at school so they can just like be kids. Yeah. Media was like, Yeah. And then they didn't do that. And then like Harry was like, we were so uncomfortable. It was like, you know, basically the worst, like paparazzi were following them constantly. And then he said that, and then like, at, then like a couple of years later, he like went into like a pub, had some drinks and came back out and like a paparazzi, like try to come up to him or I don't know, something happened, but like, he kind of got into like a fight with one of them about it. And then, you know, and then he's like, and then, you know, the next day, it's like the biggest headline is that like, I got into an argument, but it's like, but then once you hear the context behind all of that about how 
he hated the media. Did yeah, yeah. It's like once you hear his, you're like, oh, okay, that you know, it kind of anyone would feel that way. Yeah, it just, I just felt like we are, we kind of knew this, like I said, but it just built up the story behind, you know, why they left. Yeah, it just helps you understand. Interesting. Okay, well, I'm excited to because yeah, yeah. That actually makes me really kind of want to watch. I've just been worried to watch because I didn't want to be in a bad mood for six hours or however many episodes it takes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, like, I, I was just like, interested. You know, it wasn't like a... I think for me, I'm not, I didn't want to hate watch. And yeah, I've lost interest in the whole thing because for me, it has just now felt like years of them complaining. Yeah, yeah. No, and I... Then, I no- yeah, and then no, no one else from the royal family responding because that's what they do is they don't respond, which I'm like, fine, cool. <laughs> but it's like, I think that's what makes Harry and Meghan look bad. It's like, you're just going to continue to mudsling on his blood relatives, knowing that they can't and won't respond. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, are you, I mean, oh, I'm just worried about the future for them and their kids. Harry and Meghan, Lillian, Kate, that whole thing. I'm like, are you guys just never going to see each other again? I mean, is this just yeah. it? Honestly, I kind of, I think that, I don't know if William and Harry will ever have a relationship again after this, but one part I thought was interesting, um, was that he, at one point, um, Harry was talking about how, like, right after it had come out in the press that him and Megan were dating, and it was like maybe a few weeks into it, maybe even a little less than that, that some of the headlines had started to turn, um, had started to, you know, have racial undertones in them. And Harry had released a statement, basically just you know, condemning all of these headlines and all, you know, and, and defending Megan. And he had went to his, he said, he says that he had went to his family and was like, we need to like do something about this. Like, you know, she's like being, you know, harassed and, you know, this isn't about just like being in this family, this is about race. And like, this is just wrong. And he claims that they said that someone in the family was like, oh, well, you know, like my wife had to go through that. We all had to go through that and just like downplayed like the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Like I'm assuming he means he is talking about William referring to Kate, but I don't, he didn't, he didn't specifically say, he just said like, well, my wife. And I mean, obviously that could have, that could mean multiple people in that family. I don't know, but I, I just thought that part was particularly interesting. Mm -hmm. If you get through this, the, all of it, like the, the, I felt way, not way different after finishing it. Um, but definitely I came away more with an understanding of why they did do this documentary a, I guess they need the money and B. like, it did kind of, um, I don't know. They really did kind of tell their story more. Um, you definitely leave with the understanding that Harry and William like hate each other. Like they, it is bad blood. Like, and it's really sad. And you, and as a person who I feel like I've tried to really separate out like I didn't want to have to dislike choose any sides. Like I like, I like Megan. I like Kate. I like, Will. I like Harry. you really kind of feel like, and granted it's not a true documentary because they have a, a part in the production of it all. So it is slanted, 
but you do get the feeling that Will and Kate and that whole side across the pond has been really just awful. And you leave Mm -hmm. feeling really sad, especially for Harry, because he has literally lost everything Mm -hmm. except he does have Megan. And one thing that she said that I thought was a good point and they do a, a pretty good job. I think this is all in the second half or maybe it's in the first half, but she says, you know, if he wanted that life, like meaning to stay in the UK and like live the Royal life, she, she said he never would have been interested in someone like me anyway. So he was already looking for a different path, a way mm-hmm. out. Like I'm, I'm not the traditional, otherwise he would have picked someone who was a more of a cookie cutter fit into that family. And so in that way, it's like, they really did find each other. I do believe their love story is true. Like these are two yeah. people who I think seem to be really, you know, made for each other. And I think a little bit of it is like, they have like, I think enjoy, not enjoy, but like their love story has kind of been chaotic in a way. And it's like, maybe they thrive on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I thought it was, it, it was just, I mean, it's sad. Like that's all it is. It's like it's at, at the end of the day, it's a family that she's, she lost family. He lost family. And mm-hmm. I don't know how you repair it because they also like drag her dad like a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. And they show that like the letter of Thomas Markle, the one that got printed, they basically tell you it's William who leaked the letter or William's press guy. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, I've seen that clip. That's what they're. I've seen the clip where she's like, "It's your brother." I'm not gonna say. Uh, that's like around that. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Oh, okay. But but it, it's that's all kind of. I know, and it's just like, oh my god, what's going on? Like, and, if I'm if I'm Harry and I'm Megan, that's like unforgivable. Yeah. I mean, like, I. That is crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Well, and here's my thing. Here's my thing. I know the royal family, their whole thing is they don't respond to tabloid gossip. They don't respond to stuff like this. But I mean, at at some point, are they going to have to? Well, that's the thing. It'll be interesting like, to see if the tide turns against them and the public really starts, especially after this. Now it's all out and people have time to digest it and be like, if there's enough things that Harry and Meghan are saying, it's like, yo, Will, especially, or Charles, whatever, did bad things to us, like made things really hard on us. It's like, at some point, are they going to need to respond to either be like, yes, we did that, or no, we didn't, or yes, we did, and here's why. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it really does. Or are they just going to keep on trucking, live their life there, let him live his life here, and just never speak again? Yeah, you wonder. I don't know. And the monarchy just does not come away looking good. I don't, I mean, I think it's looked worse and worse, but they also, I thought did a good point of showing that like, she was a really good get for the Royal family in terms of her being a woman of color and a woman who had like more agency and like could really help usher in uh, more justification for the, the Royal family in 2022 going forward than they can now like I don't know it's just it's interesting that a lot of different interesting points were made some really annoying points were made I one part I don't remember where I heard it but someone was like they're just they're just like charity nerds like there are a couple of nerds honestly who found each other and they like get off on doing charity work and (laughs) 
they're in love. So like, just let them live and do their charity work and be in love and God bless, you know, (laughs) I totally get that because I didn't realize how involved Megan was in charity before she met Harry until I watched this. And I'm like, Oh, okay. That kind of makes sense. Like it kind of is who she is. And before I was like, Oh my God, this podcast is insufferable, but now it kind of just like aligns with like other things she has done, you know, in Mm -hmm. years in the past. Mm -hmm. Oh, dang it. I guess I got to devote six hours to this and I'll do it. Yeah, do it. The way it ends though, like, I mean, actually the way it ends, it ends with like some text on the screen saying things, but just prior to that, the way it ends nearly did me in. I was like, really? Not because it was, no, it, I was just like, oh my God. Oh, was it cheesy? <laughs> I was like, oh brother, I can't, this is so uh, cheesy. Uh, I would say the line that it is, that, that it ends with, but I don't, I don't know. I don't want to ruin it. Oh no, so. don't blow it for me. Is it some, oh God, is it a pun? Please tell me it's not a pun. <laughs> It's not a pun, but it is so cheesy where you're just like, okay, spare me. You're like, okay, I'm back on board with you guys. Okay, don't do this for me. Like you had me. Yeah, you had me and now you're losing me. Um, Yeah. They do seem to be, I mean, like, aside from all of the, like, (laughs) absolute terrible family and just like trauma, all the traumas they've been through, um, Harry since he was a child and through now and all this, they do seem to have a wonderful life. Like they're very rich. They're beautiful. They live in a beautiful place. Um, they have gorgeous children. I they, mean, get text, yeah. they get a text from Beyonce. Like, I'm like, what's Which that I love? Day that said Beyonce's rep is now saying that text never happened. And I'm like, I saw that on one. Where did I see that? Oh. No, I've heard that too. And then they were saying that, like, there's a couple of other claims like that, that have been like, well, that didn't happen. Yeah. Okay. Claire, in the big, in like the very beginning, in the very first episode, they have those little video diaries and then they go, and then they go, oh, a a friend told us to do video diaries. Did did you? There's a lot of friend is Oprah. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't, I, I mean, who, I, I don't know. My, my takeaway from that, my question about that. And then just like, there's a lot of video captured that was captured before Netflix obviously would have been involved. And before there was any doc, like she's recorded, she took a video of herself FaceTiming the night of the engagement. Like why is like, there's a lot of stuff recorded that you have to be like, why was all of this recorded? Like, where's this cell phone footage coming from? Who oh, was taking this? Okay. And, okay. Like there's, there's like some weird moments like that where you're like, what? And maybe they were really into like, I don't, I don't know. But like, I had that question a lot where like, were they videoing it? Just, it she one really into it. It because she had that blog. Yeah. But at that point she would, she didn't. She wasn't posting anything about that relationship online. I don't know. I think she was like thinking about what could I do with this in the future? Like, mm-hmm. or maybe not what could she do with it, but just kind of like had the notion of like, oh, I got to capture this moment because that's what I like doing. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just found myself a lot, like a lot of different footage. I was like, why does this exist? But yeah. I mean, whatever, cause it worked I out. Had the same um, 
Yeah. Well, now I can't. I'm only finding one yeah. article that's saying this. And it's like a YouTube video, and I don't want to watch it right now. But yeah, it's down, and now it's saying never sent that text. Beyonce denies texting Megan. Ooh. I don't know. Rough. Look it up. Who knows? But anyway, okay. So you're saying, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, that she was just videoing anyway. Well, in, I, I, there's there's more than one occurrence for sure, for sure. But the one that really took me out was the the night of the engagement. She's, we're led to believe she's FaceTiming. I think her friend, Jessica Mulroney, the Canadian girl. The one, yeah. So she's saying, Jess, Jess, it's happening. Yeah. It's happening. And I'm like, did someone, was someone screen recording this? Like, I don't know. Like what's happening? Why are we getting this video? Um, mm-hmm. Screen recording even exists when that proposal happened. I mean, I have no idea. I don't know. But that was one of the many things that weird. I had questions about, but I don't know. They're, they are cringy in many ways, but whatever. Um, I, I feel bad. I, I just feel, I feel, I feel for them. I'm happy for them. I'm annoyed by them. You know what? They're imperfect people. Mm -hmm. And I think all those things can be true. And they're in the public consciousness kind of whether we like it or not. They're part of the con. Yeah, agreed. I think there's, I think they're just proving like everything. Everything is complicated in this world now. Yeah. Every family they, relationship. They never, not once in this entire docu-series, utter the names Prince Andrew. Oh. Mm-hmm. Which I think is interesting. And they talk about Charles, Philip, Elizabeth, Fergie, not Anne, but like well, they, a lot of people. A lot of people are mentioned and not Andrew, which I just think is interesting because they are very willing to say like, they'll protect his brother before they'll protect him. But Mm -hmm. like, what about the fact that your freaking uncle is basically all but confirmed to be like a pedophile or sex trafficker. And we don't think they did any covering up for old Andy boy. I don't know. Yeah. I thought, yeah. I wonder if that was intentional or not. Yeah. It'll just be, I wonder if anything will come of this or I wonder, and maybe I assume this is what will happen and it will be the saddest part is that they just never address it and then never speak again. You know that I think there's a chance it goes unaddressed. Mm-hmm. I, well, the bit next big event would be Charles's coronation. And they said they'll go, I think they said they'll be invited over. Yeah, they said they in in um like the last full episode I watched, there was a part that talked about how he said that he wants Harry to be at the coronation. Yeah, for sure, because I mean that's still his son. And you they know. Said, yeah, they said they would go. But here's my thing: I'm like, y'all need to get out of this formal crap and just you guys get in a room, just you and you and William, and you two just punch each other. I don't even care. Yeah, you funny. don't leave that room until you work it out. Well, that's so weird. And it's kind of a point that they raise. It's like all the rules they're playing by are made up by them. And it's like, do we really need to keep doing things this way just because it's the way they've always been done? Whether it's the way women who've been married into the family have been treated forever, like that uh, mindset of, well, you know, all the other women went through it. So you need to go through it too. That doesn't make it okay. That doesn't mean that's the way it needs to be. And same with all these silly little protocols. It's like, this is your, like, like we, I think we keep saying this is your family. Like forget everything else. It's your country is going to survive if the monarchy disappears. Hate to tell you, but your family is your family. Yeah. 
crazy. It is. Or really just uh, one more thing I want to talk about when it comes to this documentary. Um, and I, I, I feel like I've seen this clip also floating around on social media. So Haley, you probably saw this too, but there is like this part in like the very beginning where Megan tries to say she did not have, she didn't know Harry and she didn't have any idea who he was. And I'm like, uh, yeah, well, uh, she says, okay. she says she didn't Google him. She insta looked him up. She stalked him on Instagram. Cause she remember she's famously said for a while, She'd never Googled him or whatever. And it, it's like at the very beginning, she's like, I know I didn't Google him. I Instagrammed him. That's what you do. And so I feel like that was her like backdoor way of saying like, okay, no, I did. But there is a lot of like, how do you not know things? But then I've heard the argument, was it Megan's job to know things or was it Harry's job to let her know things that he didn't let her know? And like, she wasn't adequately prepared for royal yeah. wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. And, but, but I think, I think my biggest point with Megan claiming she didn't know Harry was like, yeah, she like, it's like, okay, just say you knew who he was, but you didn't want to get him, give him like the satisfaction of being like, oh my God, Prince Harry. Like, so you just like pretended, but it's like, you obviously didn't personally know him, but you knew at least like you know, his role in this country. You know what I mean? Of course, I've known who Prince Harry was my whole dang life. Yeah. yeah. Like, what do you, like, you didn't live under a rock. Like, you knew. So what are you talking about? Quit. Yeah. I don't um, know. That part was interesting. Mm-hmm. And just like, okay. I think they aren't the most reliable narrators. Mm-hmm. Of the truth, of the whole truth. And that's fine. That's fine. But yeah. I think you just have to watch it with that understanding of like, yeah, yeah they're yeah. watching it through their lens and their yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah do we get to see the kids in it at all a little bit okay good because i do want to see them not enough not enough <laughs> i know that's what i want to see especially though. lily you barely get to see her at all but, but harry did talk about how it was really important to him that the kids have consent on whether to like use them or not so i think oh that's- well yeah that's that's a real roadblock because I want to see them. <laughs> I know. I know. We all give consent. So it's very, come on. No, I just think it's I love any images or anything they've released. I feel that way about Will and Kate's kids, their kids. I'm just like, oh. I know. It's exciting to see them. They're precious. We get it. Privacy, whatever. Whatever. Um, but I encourage if you like have any interest to watch it, just it rate you do get to see more of them like you that you've ever seen and so there's yeah. that like there's just that aspect of it and then you do get some interesting nuggets that i don't know it, it's just it's just something to watch it's just something to watch <laughs> yeah maybe yeah i, I think maybe it's because my schedule's so crazy it's like i have to be fully wanting to watch something to watch it because i only have so little time so i'm just like that's how I have been with everything except that's that's why I'm like kind of mystified by how I watched this in the first place because I have not been watching anything and anything else I've been well I watched all of White Lotus but beyond that I have not watched anything else except for like I might turn on an episode of The Office I might turn on an episode of 30 Rock or I just have nothing on I mean I haven't watched any reality tv I haven't watched any Mm -hmm. other scripted tv it's just been like I 
I just feel like this whole general like malaise toward like that entertainment towards watching. Yeah, watching. Yeah. yeah. I've been on a bit, I was on like White Lotus reality TV. Other than that, I really haven't started any other new series. I did start last night when I turned off my Christmas movie on Netflix. I started this show called The Recruit. Oh, um, I've heard of that. On Netflix, it just came out. There's only one season. Um, it's the first season, but it's with Noah Centino, or I don't know how to say his last name, but he was in like those like kiss movie. Oh, Noah Centineo? Yes, that one. Sorry. I like really, I don't know. I could not remember his last name, but he was in those movies. And this this show is like a thriller, comedy, drama series um, about a law student who worked for the CIA. Oh, let me tell y'all the show I started watching this week on Netflix that blew my freaking mind and I'm not finished with it. I think I have one episode left is Don't Pick Up the Phone. Okay, which one is that? This. You've seen it, Jacqueline? No, I but I I meant I see I've seen the series about it. Sorry. It is bonkers. So I think it's just three episodes, and I've watched the first two, so I've got one left. It's uh, about these insane prank calls at fast food restaurants oh, across the country. I've listened okay, I almost started watching it, but I watched, I listened to my favorite murder did an episode on um the on because it happens in Kentucky. Yes, the main one in Kentucky. Yeah, and they start is in Mount Washington, Kentucky, and it is. I was like, "How have I never heard of this? I've never heard of any of this." Yeah, it's crazy, unreal. So anyway, don't pick up the phone. It was in like the top ten of Netflix, and I started watching it like two nights ago. So I'm sure it is. Um, Still, yeah, whoa. So if you guys are looking for some a true crime type thing or a crime, and yeah, wow, it's uh, it's crazy. Um, that was one of those things where I'm like, oh, I already know what's going to happen. So why am I going to watch it? Even though I'm sure I'd find it fascinating, but I just couldn't give my attention to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I remember it's that. Mm-hmm. Don't it, pick yeah. It's good, but it's like the whole time like, I'm watching it, I was a infuriated, infuriated. Yeah. You're like, how did these people like, is, did everyone lose their freaking mind? Like, yeah. think, use some sense. This is not yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to give it all away, but uh, yeah. the first several minutes, everyone, you are just, when you're hearing the initial setup and then how far it goes, it's these prank calls that lead to crimes, real crimes being committed. And it is, un, it is just, I'm, I'm so angry. It is like unbelievable. Yeah, it mm-hmm. happened. And multiple places. Yes. Multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, psychotic. Anyway, that's <laughs> if you want to check it out, if you're not wanting to watch something scripted. Yeah, watch it um, on Christmas Day with your family. Oh, oh amazing. It'll be lighthearted, lighthearted and fun. <laughs> anyway, um, all right. All right. I am um, I posed a question kind of in our group chat earlier today. And if y'all don't have anything, it's fine. But I wanted to discuss, see if there's any trend or anything that happened in 2022 or that's currently been going on that you'd like to leave in 2022. And, uh, hopefully we can turn the page once we go into 2023. Um, and I have a couple. Okay, good. I was going to say, I love the question. Yeah. I want to hear what you say and I'm hoping that will inspire me and maybe a topic area. Cause I know I've got a lot of thoughts. It's just hard for me to pin down what it is. So you go and you will inspire Jacqueline and I. Well, A, I want to leave Rue biting me in 2022 as he just bit me for no reason at all. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. It's tyrant that I live with. (laughs) Um, My number one, I want to leave in 2020. Well, it's a tie. It's um, 
buckle or buccal fat removal in celebrities slash the Ozempic trend. I am tired. It's it's time. We got to move past it. Like people are getting way too skinny and gaunt looking. People are the body dysmorphia of the early 2000s is coming back and it is not okay. Yes. We're better than this. We're stronger than this. And it's so, I just like seeing all these, especially like young celebrities getting that buckle fat removal out. That's like when, if you've been seeing a lot of like, um, a lot of like young actresses and models, they've suddenly got like really sunken in cheeks. It makes their cheekbones look higher. There's this, there's fat deposits in your cheeks. Mm-hmm. It's where they'll take like DNA swabs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Use like the buckle swab. And, um, you can get that removed. And so it makes it look like you are more gaunt and like, you know, super skinny essentially. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what do you think's going to happen to you as you get older? You're going to look so wretched, first of all. And mm-hmm. it's just, oh, I'm just tired of these unrealistic standards that. Yeah. It's like, why are you doing it to yourself? Why are you feeling like you need to do that? And now you're going to make more of us feel like we need to do that. And like, as much as we're all on front facing media, whether oh. it's Zoom or TikTok or whatever, everyone's looking at their damn faces all the time. And so it's just like warping people's brains. I just want it to stop. And that goes along with the Ozempic thing where it's like, I, I just, I, I, I feel like this is the example I've been seeing lately and I love her, but like Mindy Kaling girlfriend looks snatched as hell. Oh she, yeah. She has not said she's on Ozempic, but I know exactly it's, that is what's going on because that yeah. is what Ozempic people look like. And I work in an office full of a number of people who are on the Ozempic journey. And I'm just like, it makes me so mad. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I, I, how does it work? What makes it so like appeasing to people right now? Like insulin resistant. It makes you lose weight. I mean, it just right. does like, but like I, a couple of people that I work with who I've talked to and they're like, and one woman I work with, she was never like hugely overweight or anything, but she was like fuller figured for sure. She's like disappeared before our eyes. She does look amazing, but like mm-hmm. she can barely eat or drink anything because she immediately gets nauseous because of oh. Ozempic. And so you give oh. yourself a, a weekly or monthly injection. I don't know. I mean, I yeah. totally agree. Obviously, if you have diabetes and you need to take this medication, please do so. Um, And obviously if you are in a situation where your doctor says, you know, I really recommend you need to lose weight and this is a great tool. Great. But like, I I feel like I'm just seeing a lot of people who are just doing it for cosmetic reasons. And it's just putting a unrealistic standard on people everywhere. And maybe Mm -hmm. I'm being judgmental. I don't know, but I personally am tired of these trends because I definitely have struggled with my body image all throughout my like puberty through young adulthood to now at times. And I just like, I feel like I'm finally strong enough to like be happy with the way I look. And I'm like, well, here we go a damn gin with yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> I, I graduated high school in 2004. I went to college all through the early aughts when the Olsen twins and Lindsay Lohan like, and Nicole yeah. Richie were all skin and bone, like yeah. bones, <laughs> literal bags of bones. And I'm like, we just kind of like crawled out of that. I feel like, and really accepted, like, it's okay to not be. It's okay to have like love handles. And now yeah, just like, like now we're in a moment of Ozempic. 
or it's just okay to like, everyone doesn't have to look the same. And now yeah. I feel like everybody's looking the same again yeah. with mm-hmm. like sunken cheekbones, yeah. skinny little bodies. And mm-hmm. honestly, I don't really mind, like, does it, it kind of annoys me that someone is taking Ozempic to lose weight, but like, I don't really care, but I just want whoever is on it and they're rapidly losing weight to just be honest about it. Just tell me mm-hmm. what you're using. Like, just be honest about it. So then like, we don't have these girls that are younger than us that don't even understand what Ozempic is and what it does to your body. And like, you know, people think like that they're just, that they're on, you know, some crazy diet or, you know, that's just how you look when you eat. I don't know. Yeah. I don't yeah, know just either. make it realistic. It's like, okay, I'm doing something pretty drastic, honestly. Yeah. Yes. Well, the, um, the honesty thing about, uh, I, I just, I mean, you know, I'm, you, you never, know where I'm going to go. I'm going to go to a place of Kardashian yeah. and yeah. say, oh, my, oh that's I, what I was be honest. Stop photoshopping your childhood adolescent pictures to make us to freaking gaslight us into believing you never had a nose job. You psychopath. Yeah. Also, I really think that Kim took Ozempic to fit in that Maryland dress. She has. No, I do. T- I absolutely believe that's what happened. Now that Ozempic is popular. I'm like, that bitch was on Ozempic. Cause she just said like, I worked out and ate, you know, which, which she probably had to do in addition to Ozempic, but she mm-hmm. definitely was on Ozempic as well interesting but you're right no i watched some interesting tiktoks yesterday saying that the kardashians are on a downswing people have been very not happy with them lately because nothing is real anymore nothing well, the with the balenciaga situation has probably not helped either. yeah the balenciaga situation a huge hit but also chloe and kim specifically getting so crazy skinny and promoting it and that's like their new thing when before they've been praised for like showing off different body types yeah yeah. And now it's like they're in this super skinny trend and then openly photoshopping stuff, not trying not to be open, but then Photoshop. So not even, I guess openly is the wrong word. Photoshopping stuff, getting caught constantly doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like photoshopping they're... old photos. Yeah. yeah. Legitimately. It's yeah. wild. It's insane. Like it's, it's, a whole new, it's to a whole new level. Yeah. I just oh, don't get it. it. So I'm like, I think, yeah, society has kind of gotten tired of them. And it's like, okay. But they've created some of these unrealistic goals that now they're having to stick with. It's like, you guys have created these goals. That has been my, my big, one of my biggest complaints all along is like, when like Chloe went through that whole thing where like people were coming after her for Photoshopping and stuff. It's like, you did this. You created this beast. (laughs) It's like, no, you did Photoshop yourself and people were just acknowledging that into the standards that your family created, like (laughs) your family created these standards. And now you're just trying to keep up with them. It's like, Oh yeah. (sighs) Anyway, that's maybe I just wanted to go on a rant, but that's what sparked this. I was like, I really wish we could just turn the page on 2022 and that all that would automatically evaporate from society. I just really feel like I just want to get rid of social media. (laughs) Thank you. Truly in the last several months, I have just become, and it's because of all these things and everything's like that, but also just a million other reasons. I'm just like, yeah, I want to delete all this and never see any of it again. (laughs) Like I'm just, because we all are victim to it. If the Kardashians are victim to their own 
false standards they've set up, then we are definitely victim to them. And I'm just like, what are we all doing? What are we all doing? What are we all posting? What are we all, who are we performing for? Seriously? Yes. Yes. It's like so... the people that used to use social media as like a diary and to keep all their pictures together. That's one thing. None of us are doing that anymore. We're all no. doing it to impress the next person that's going to see it. That's all it is. It's all fake. It's all, yeah. it's all honestly pathetic. We're all pathetic losers for doing it. <laughs> okay. All right. I want to leave the pathetic loserness in 2022. Okay. And my yes. is- Preach. Thank you for joining the, welcome to the, welcome to the light. Welcome to, no, I'm there. I'm fully there. I'm so over it. I'm just like, it makes me feel like shit about myself most of the time. And then I'll feel like shit about, so then, uh, yeah, I'm, I hate it. Goodbye. That's all I've got. I also get so like, everything on social media, it's like, uh, I I had a thought, I had a thought about this earlier today. This episode in itself is our social media gripes. Yes. Well, like earlier today, it was like, everybody, I, I have to still sometimes like look on Facebook for my job. And so I had Facebook opened and it's like, I was scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And it was like everybody posting like their fun family Christmas stuff. Everybody's like with like all their like brothers and sisters and all their brothers and sisters and their kids and all their families and all that. And I was kind of like, this is a bummer, man. I don't want to see all of this. Like, that's not how my year's going. I don't feel that. And then I started thinking about how a few years ago, you know, like, probably like honestly close to 10 years ago now, it was like all of a sudden it was almost like insensitive to post about like happy mother's day because mother's day is hard for some people. Mm-hmm. And then like, I could have just as easily been like, well, the holidays are hard for me. And it's like, then every, we all are like suffer from this main character syndrome where like yeah. no one can post anything on social media without it being offensive to someone else. Even if it's just like the most mundane, like out decorating um, gingerbread houses with my grandkids or something. So I don't know. It's just like, then, like someone's like, my grandmother was crushed in a gingerbread house incident. <laughs> You're like, what? Yeah. And it's just, it's made it. We're all so stupid now because of it. We're also, we're pathetic losers who are also stupid. <laughs> pathetic losers who are also stupid title of that. <laughs> yes. And we've all done it to each other. <sighs> yeah. <gasps> I know it really, like once you like really get into thinking about how insane social media is, it, uh, honestly, let's let Elon Musk buy every other social media. So then they can all get destroyed too. (laughs) Like, so then we'll all just be like, well, we got to end them all. Goodbye. I'm happy for him to do it. Go right ahead. Go ahead, Elon. Great. So just think about how much social media has messed up news think how much it's messed up everything the way we communicate like everything is messed up it's all gamified and dumbed down for Mm -hmm. everybody oh it really amped up the fake news life i hate it i hate it what's goodbye social media in 2022 yeah look we're all going dark um except for the a block instagram account (laughs) Which is so active. <laughs> We're just so active. We're terrible. We've got to get better about that. We're busy. It's so hard. We're busy bitching about everything else. Okay. Truly. The bitching takes up all our time. Oh, which I do want to say, I actually got that gift. I need to tell our audience about the fantastic gifts. You guys may have seen yes. it on social media. But Andy, a frequent listener, if you listen to Kentucky Sports Radio, which obviously we were here on the Kentucky Sports Radio podcast network. Uh, so you probably listen to them. Andy uh, Sullivan is a frequent caller. 
and um, longtime fan um, of the A Block as well. And he is so sweet. He came to that Salvation Army bell ringing I was talking about earlier and brought gifts. And he brought glasses of wine or gla- glasses of wine. I wish she shows up with a glass of wine. I'd be like, I love you. He just had loose glasses of wine out in public. <laughs> and he's like, hey, Lee, I know you love a morning glass. Um, <laughs> Brought, th- brought us um, custom-made wine glasses for the three of us. And they say the A Block, our names, and then under it, and so we shared on an old episode that the original name of this podcast that we wanted and were told no by Matt Jones was Bitches of the Bluegrass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, us to say the A Block and then like Claire and then Bitches of the Bluegrass. And yeah. so, Andy, I know you're listening. You listen to every single episode we put out. Thank you, thank you. And guys, if you'd like to go see it, you can go look at my Twitter. I tweet very not often because I'm stressed out by social media. So you just have to go back a few posts and you'll see the pictures. Yes. Um, Angel, Andy, thank you so much. So thoughtful and sweet. So thoughtful. She texted to us to immediately and we were just dying. We love so And I'm an idiot. I just said Andy Sullivan. It's not Andy Sullivan. It's Andy Parsons. I apologize. Andy Sullivan is another person that comments on stuff sorry about that you know you just see people's names you say andy parsons honey i'm sorry don't kill me we love you honey and yes i'm saying yeah you guys are just you're you are the sweetest so merry christmas to you and yours and yeah bitches of the bluegrass in memoriam (laughs) i i just opened twitter um to look at it as well. Cause I hadn't seen it, uh, in a couple of days. Um, and I'm just realizing the last thing I tweeted out was almost a month ago. And it was just that daily mail article of the Brazilian woman who married a rag doll claims he cheated on her. Oh. And so that's the type of, um, info yeah. you can get on my Twitter feed. If you ever want to and we'll let me guess, there. you tweeted right before that about that old man who died because he bathed finally after 50 years. Um, that was just a few posts back. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's also on my feed. Thank you very much. I've really so switched cool. over to only that was, um, that was about a month prior to that. I I'm doing about a month, a tweet a month and yeah, world's dirtiest man died at age 94 months after first wash in decades. <laughs> Throw back. I only have the most important news on my Twitter feed. I love it. I love it. So. I, maybe I'd like social media more if I didn't, if, you know, we all three have worked in media and have felt like we had to do social media a lot. Maybe I'd like to like it more if I was under the radar. Like there's some people I'll see that like are a private person and I'm like, they can just put out there whatever they want, especially on Twitter. You could just create an account and no one even knows it's you. And you can yeah. just say and post the craziest things. I feel like I toy with that a little bit now. I mean, I will definitely say I prefer not being on television anymore and Mm -hmm. it it is nice, but I still, I still have a kind of public job in a way to the point where I can't go totally off the rails Mm -hmm. on my Twitter feed, but um, my followers. Yeah. But no, I feel like I can do a little bit more than, I mean, let's be honest. I always kind of tweeted some pretty um, questionable things. I love, I love Twitter. You'll Taunting post Kroger Field. That yeah. was the best tweet of all time. You're not brave enough. <laughs> Claire, Claire was at a UK football game and um, posted. And what were they at? They're asking for photos. Post, tweet us your photo to like at UK or at Kroger Field. We are UK. Yeah, but ours. We were pissed. Yeah. No. No, Jacqueline, you're wrong. What it was was I. You're you're misremembering, and this is the story is that we tweeted all these different photos and they put up a a photo of you and Chase and of 
someone else who was around in a couple. And then I tweeted a photo of myself by myself and mine was the only one they wouldn't post where it was just me. Okay, that's right. Yeah. So then Claire follow-up tweets Kroger Field and says, why won't you put my photo up? You're not brave enough. (laughs) (laughs) Taunting the, uh, whoever runs the Kroger Field Twitter account. And oh, I saw it. I wasn't even at the game and I saw it. And I was like, oh God, what's happened? I was like, what are, what are, what's going on? Claire has started a beef with Kroger Field, the uh, the stadium where UK plays their football games. Claire's in deep with them now. I was there to fight. I didn't care. Claire became a different person at UK football games. She became, I mean, just feral, cared about nothing but winning. Um, I screamed one time so loud, I peed my pants a little bit. Oh, see, uh-huh. and that's college football, baby. That's college football, baby. <laughs> that's that's college football, baby. Oh, I miss it. It was a fun time. I, I do. I have missed that. That's a huge aspect of my life that has disappeared living here. But, no. You know. Poo. All right, Jacqueline, anything before we talk about 2023, anything you are wanting to let go of in 2022? Um, top my head. I will just, I will say one thing I really hope I've, I've only seen it a couple times, but I hope it just doesn't really come back full trend is, um, the low rise jeans. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I mean, I just won't be doing it. Like I, mean, I won't be, I won't be participating. Um, and neither should you. So that's that. So Goodbye. Yeah. It's just, it's bad. Like people, you know, oh. If you hadn't lived through it yet, like no one needs to see people's butt cracks. Like it's just, and that's mm-hmm. what happens. Is that's you what see happens. a lot of crack. No, no, no. For 2023, let's just love ourselves more and, not ourselves and love others more. I love that. That's it. <laughs> and that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> Forever. We're ending on that. Is We're ending on that. And ending on Damn, if only you guys knew how the Harry and Meghan doc ended, it would have been perfect. I could have said it, but I I couldn't do it. Say it, say it, just say it. No, I don't want to do it. No, I want you to. I want you to say it. I don't want you to. I want to see it so then I can laugh so hard when I see it because I'll be like, this is why she said it was crazy. Uh, Whatever it is. It's just cringy. And it's just, and I don't even feel like I can oversell it because you're just like, it's just one of those things where like, I could watch it again right now and just be like, Oh. Oh. Brody. well 2023 we're coming in hot let's close out this year positively let's have as much fun with christmas as we can eat all those sugar cookies and other we're treats fine. we're gonna have fun it's gonna be good it is positive vibes as we go into- claire's just doing a lot of miming into her camera right now and it's just yeah. for me me and jacqueline and we love it thank you um <laughs> Claire was just being excited and it was nice. <laughs> no, right. Let's, you know, we, were, we started the podcast talking about the challenges of Christmas as you get older. Now let's just commit ourselves to, we're going to have a good time. We it's going to be a good holiday. We're going to have a good time. Opening gifts is going to be great. You know, treats and food and spending time with our families. It's going to be great. Let's have a great holiday. Let's close out the year positively in 2023. We're coming in hot. I think it's great to accept whatever feeling you're feeling, but you can also have that feeling and also maybe commit yourself to having a positive holiday experience yeah. because being yeah. happy at times can be a choice. 
I mean, really can't like choose, okay. choose, choose a winning attitude this holiday season, because it will only help you. I think I'm not a mental health professional, but I'm just saying, but sometimes, I have illness, <laughs> but I do have mental illness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that is a frequent sufferer. No. Uh, we, don't we all who among us all right we want to do favorites and self-care let's do it yeah let's do it i'll go last <laughs> you. all right i'll go first um, oh thank you claire wow thanks claire. um okay favorite thing i know what that is and that is that is ironically <laughs> a social media account it is it is a new instagram account that i just started following um and i learned about it from the same person i learned about every like decent thing i've ever followed on social media i learned about it from my dear friend amanda um and she the girl is a woman named charlie goss c-h-a-r-l-y-g-o-s-s and she's a stat she's a um style uh fashion stylist um, and I just really like the way she gives advice. She, um, she is going through cancer or just completed cancer. She's, oh. she has health issues 100%. And she's kind of honest about them. I mean, I haven't even followed her for a full week, but I really enjoy, um, her fashion advice because she's like on it. Like she's going to tell you hard truths and like good ways to spend your money and, She's, um, I think probably around my age, I think mid thirties. Um, and like, she's followed by me, my friend, Amanda, Grace Atwood, who's one of my favorite influencers and Lindsay Silberman, who's one of my favorite influencers. And those are my only common followers. And I was like, oh, I'm in good company. I like these people. Um, and yeah, she says helping women navigate modern style without the stress. Um, and so she just kind of has a lot of good fashion advice, which I've been wanting to kind of be, I don't know, more intentional about my wardrobe. And I just, I'm interested in her point of view. So that's my new favorite thing. Um, and my new self care for the week is, well, you know, we love to talk about self care on this podcast and it's great to care for yourself. Um, self, me, myself, and I care types of things you do for yourself. Um, I don't have any self-care. I'm really, um, I, you know, I've been like taking my medicine because I've been sick. And so that was good. And I've been, um, you know, just trying to take care of myself. Sometimes that's all you can do is just a general, like, I'm just trying to take care of myself. It's hard. There's so much to do. Well, actually today, you know, self-care is, this will be my self-care. Today, I saw a photo of myself that was taken at a Christmas party over the weekend. And I saw it, and I didn't think I looked bad at where I was when I got my picture made by any means. I went to a Christmas party. I thought I didn't feel great because I was in the sickness, but I had to go to this Christmas party because it was bonkers and I needed to witness it for myself. And there was a professional photographer there and I saw the photos today and I looked really pretty in those photos. And I was like, you know what? I need to accept the fact that I'm not the troll that I feel like I am sometimes. Like I am actually like, I pulled myself together nicely and I looked good and I need to remind myself that I'm a, a, a good looking person. 
Yes. Sometimes and, no, it's so much easier to no, instantly, without even realizing it, start picking yourself apart as soon as yes. you see. Ugh. Yeah. But I saw it and I was like, wait, actually. And then I saw multiple pictures of myself and I was like, oh, because I don't know. I, 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 I don't know that I had felt bad about myself lately, but I just like, I haven't seen a lot of pictures of myself lately and I hadn't really seen mm-hmm. me with makeup on, especially because I just don't get as dolled up as I used to. And I was like, well, what do you know? I'm glad to know that's how I'm presenting myself to the world. I <laughs> like that. So I like, yeah, that you've been taking care of yourself and made, you know, looked good and we're, you know, presenting yourself well, but also that you are seeing and yeah. believing like, yes, I looked good and I look good every day, you know, like, yeah, being positive and nice to yourself. That's awesome. And listen, Carol, whoever you were the one time that you said you didn't understand why Claire was so worried about the way I looked when my mouth is my real problem. Um, it's called, I can feel that way about myself if I want. So <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> I love it. Um, um, my, let's see my, um, favorite thing this week and I've been eating it every day is I've been making, uh, I'm obsessed with tuna salad on a salad these days. Obsessed. Yes. I love tuna salad at any time. And lately, for some reason, if I go to a restaurant, I've been I never want a lot of salad in the winter, but lately I've been ordering salads everywhere I go. A salad and then a scoop of tuna salad on top. So then I bought the stuff to make it at home. And I have been doing my normal, just can of tuna, drained. I like Miracle Whip. I'll do Miracle Whip, a little bit of mustard, sweet relish, capers. Oh, I know. What a combo. My mom would be on board with that recipe. It's really, really good. Normally I don't do the capers. So it's just the normal basic recipe. But lately, for some reason, I think I saw one recipe that had them in there. So I've been tossing them in there. So good. Pop it on some crackers or I'll just make like a basic salad, which is like greens, tomatoes, cucumbers. That's always my standby with a little bit of whatever dressing I'm feeling. And then tuna salad. That's been my like fave thing. Like literally I've been having it like three or four times a week for the last couple of weeks. Yum. So chunk light tuna is making its money off of me right now. Uh, oh yeah. I feel like I should buy stock in, in tuna. I, it's like I mean, one of I my just, number always, ones. Whenever I fi- see that I've eaten my last can of it, I'm like sad. I'm like, oh, no, I got to buy some. Yeah. And no, then, yes. And then my self-care and Claire, it actually kind of goes along with what you're saying. You're like, I have no self-care right now. I tend to think that every week. I'm like, oh yeah, I've been taking care of myself. I was talking to my therapist about it last week. I was like, I just feel like life is so hard right now. I was like, and I just have so much to do all the time. I was like, and it's the holidays. So I feel like I have more stuff I have to do and it's all fun stuff. But I was like, sometimes I just like, feel like, like even the most basic stuff feels like such a chore. And she was like, I know. And something she told me, she was like, just pick one thing that you, that's hard for you to do, but that, you know, you need to do it. Like something like for me, because of my crazy schedule, it's showering at night before I go to bed. Like I know it's the best thing for me because in the morning, I'm not going to want to do it. But some nights I'm so tired and just so stressed. It feels as if you've asked me to mow the lawn, but then in the morning, (laughs) yes, then in the, yes, I know. But then in the morning, I'm so mad that I didn't do it because now I got to get up 30 minutes earlier because I have to shower in the morning. So I'm like, (sighs) so she said, she was like, just pick one thing, just the one thing and do it. She was like, so just shower, just do it. Just don't just do it. And I was like, okay. So 
if you're struggling like me and like a lot of people right now keeping up with things, just pick one thing to do to take care of yourself. Don't try to do everything. You know, you don't have to do everything. Just do the one thing that you know you need to do and feel good that you did it for yourself. So that's it. I don't know if that helps anyone. That's what I'm trying to do. So tonight when we get done with this. I will get a shower, even though right now I desperately don't want to. I want to say, no, I'm tired. I'll do it in the morning. But when my alarm goes off 30 minutes early in the morning, I'll be like, uh, you're going to have filthy hair. And it's not going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, well, it looks like I'm and relaxed when you lay in bed after like a hot shower. Oh, it's the best. And that's another thing she said too. She was like, if you shower at night, do it because you need to do it. She's like, but also it relaxes you. Showering at night is very relaxing. And I was like, is it? <laughs> is it? I know. I'm like, is it relaxing ever? I've yet to find that, but you know, yeah, I'm yeah. supporting you. Thank you. Jack, what you got? So my favorite thing this week, I kind of went through a moment where I was reading a few books in a row that I was not totally enjoying. Um, and I'm about to finish a book tonight. I have like two more chapters left. I can't wait to finish it. I just started it the other day. Um, but it's called The Girl from Widow Hills by Megan Miranda. And Megan Miranda is one of like, my <gasps> she's amazing. Yeah. Um, thriller wise, she's so like, her books are so good. Um, but yeah, this book is really good. And I actually didn't realize this when I picked it. Um, part of it takes place in Kentucky in like a made up Kentucky, which is interesting. Um, but it's basically about this girl. She sleeps, walk, she sleepwalks, um, gets swept away in a flood and uh, like her whole life from there, like unravels. And it just like kind of like drop, jumps back and forth in time, yada, yada. Um, but it's been really, really good. So I highly recommend. Um, I've been reading it on Libby and there wasn't a wait time. So that was why. Oh, that's nice. I to read it because I was like in between waiting for like the next book to be available. So yeah, it's pretty good. And it's honestly kind of short. It's only like, it's like 310 pages. So you can breeze through it pretty quickly. Um, and then my self-care this week, I don't really, honestly, I'm kind of like the both of you. I don't really have a specific self-care. Mm-hmm. I I feel like, um, I get a little worse about drinking water in the winter just because I don't feel hot. So like, I don't feel like I'm like sweating. So I don't feel like I'm dehydrated. So I don't know. I just have been trying to like remember to drink, to toss in a liquid IV in between the sparkling water here and there. So I guess that's kind of my self-care of the week. Hey, something, it's something, it's something. Hydrating is very important. So don't discount that not being a huge element of self-care. Exactly. No, truly, truly. All right, gals, we did guys, it. girls, yeah. friends. We did it again. Happy, Merry Christmas. I want to say happy Christmas as the British do in honor of the royal family and Harry and Meghan. Um, happy Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Hope everyone has a lovely holiday. And in two weeks, it'll have been the new year by the time we yeah. record again. Um, so very yeah, exciting. Christmas, everyone, happy new year. Love you all very much. Thank you for listening as always. I love you girls. Merry Christmas to you both. Yeah, love you all. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Everyone have a lovely time. We will. Listening. You're right. We're going to choose to be happy and have fun. It's going to be a great holiday. Holiday. Everyone's going to have fun. Yes. We're going to have fun. Damn it. All right. Okay.
All right. Love you guys. For Love you. Talk Bye. to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.